0: into Creative Aging listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a very important, exciting guest today, Allison Weinlater. She is a licensed speech-language pathologist with a career focus in assessment and treatment of adult cognitive linguistic disorders secondary to stroke, also known as traumatic brain injury and dementia. She currently provides intervention to outpatients at Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institution in St. Paul, Minnesota. And Allison is the creator of Cardiomelon, a very cool, innovative home fitness program that pairs exercises to promote healthy aging. I am just so excited to talk more about this because I've not seen or heard of this type of a fitness practice before from a company. Um, So Allison, thank you so much for being here and looking so forward to learning more about this program. Hi,
1: Angel. Thank you very much for having me on the program today.
0: Nah, this is awesome. So the first question that I ask all my listeners is, what are the things in life that keep you going? What sparks your soul, gets you going in the morning, and wants to keep you going as you're aging and your in your life?
1: Um, I really love my work. I am in a helping profession as a speech pathologist. So um, even when things are very stressful, I work in a hospital setting. And with COVID right now, um, it can be a very stressful environment to work in. But it's so meaningful to meet my patients every day and um, learn about what they're doing and how they're feeling and trying to support them, especially because a lot of my older patients who I see are very isolated isolated in their lives right now. So I get a lot of meaning out of coming into work and helping my patients who need help with language, with their speech, with memory, um, problem solving. And that's very, very meaningful. It really helps keep me energized and engaged at my job. And that keeps me going in my personal life too, because I just, I get a lot of satisfaction out of helping people.
0: That's awesome. Your passion. Very cool. Thank you. So you started your business, I think, right I think you launched it before COVID hit. Is Correct.
1: That right? Yeah. I was I formed my company in January of twenty twenty. I'd been working on the idea for about like six months or so before that time. And then COVID hit in March and it really felt like it's now or never <laughs> to put this out here. And I knew a lot of people were gonna be at home without access to their normal fitness resources. Maybe they're not seeing as many friends or family keeping their brain engaged. So this product that I developed, um, Cardio Melon, is designed to help people stay physically active and mentally active with just one resource. So I thought it was really important to to offer it to people when things started shutting down because of COVID. That is, so you're able to do it virtually as well? Absolutely. It's 100% virtual. So you can do it anytime on your computer, your iPad, your smartphone. It's very accessible.
0: That's cool. So backing with your background, are you from this, are you from Minnesota? And how how did you even get interested in wanting to work with older adults and um, looking into um, speech and language pathology?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. I'm a Midwest native, so I'm from Wisconsin. I um, went away for my studies and then ended up coming back to the Midwest. And I had a family member who developed Parkinson's disease and um, their struggle with language and keeping their voice strong, I thought was really inspiring. And I, I wanted to Offer some support in that area, but I didn't even know what a speech pathologist was. Frankly, I was thinking about going into counseling, and um, I met with a counselor to do some kind of career shadowing, and they said, "You know, you've got this interest in language and communication. You should be a speech therapist." (laughs) I've always loved um, being around older adults. I love working with older adults, and um, I looked into it, and it ended up being a fantastic fit just based on a suggestion from someone. So I was a very fortunate. Uh, chance in my life to have that happen.
0: That's cool. So it's
1: kind of like fate. It really feels like fate. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of your
0: calling. How? So how does? I've worked with speech pathologists in the hospitals with um with people that have had stroke, but also have had you know vascular dementia as well. How does this help? How does? So when you're working with speech and language, how does this? You know, I've seen. St- Actually, those who engage in your like, in your types of therapy heal faster. So what exactly are you doing when you're working with someone that has Parkinson's or stroke or how how are you getting the best from them?
1: So we use principles of neuroplasticity when we're working with patients who've had a brain injury. So whether it was a stroke or a traumatic brain injury, there's been damage to some part of the brain that is impacting the way we think or the way we talk. And what we know from these principles of neuroplasticity is that you've got to work hard and get going pretty much right away. There's a little bit of a downtime, but the sooner you start challenging your brain to regain those... um, skills that you lost because of the brain injury, the better off you'll be. So a speech therapist in a hospital or a long-term care setting when someone's recovering will be doing lots of drilling to get the patient to stimulate the parts of the brain that are responsible for speaking, listening, writing, and reading, and then often thinking like memory, attention, and problem solving. With a disease like Parkinson's or maybe someone's been recently diagnosed with dementia, our role looks a little bit different in that we know that the disease will progress. So we're targeting activities that are going to help that person stay strong as long as possible and then keep their function and their independence as long as they can.
0: Mm-hmm. I worked with, um, th- in Miami, I had a, a Dr. Marka Gronin at the Miami Jewish Health System had... Um, A a client that he wondered if I could work with in art therapy, folks, and she lost the ability to speak, and so she had she had a music therapist, she had me coming in as an art therapist, and she had a therapist. So she had the three of us working with her once a week, and within a year, she was able to articulate her words, and she would, you know, she it was. She would. She loved art. So we would be looking at an art book, and she would want it to say a word, and she couldn't get it out. And with the help of her speech pathologist, um, and all that, with the music sensations and the art, I will never forget her first word out of her mouth was red. She was sit, oh. jumping up and down <laughs> of the color red. She kept saying she. And I was like, we were just so excited. So I mean, I've been able to attest to how the, the powers of what you know, the, what combining these person. So that's just cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that you commented on how, you know, words have so many different associations in our brain. So the color red is the visual red, it might be a painting memory. It could be uh like a motor memory where you're brushing, you know, imagining yourself painting your nails red or something. So when someone loses language, mm-hmm. it's so important to tap into these other parts of the brain that also retain the meaning and the the feeling of that word for someone.
0: Yeah, and have, do you ever work with? Um, when I was in New Jersey, I've been all, I've been all over the country, but I was at Overlook Hospital in New Jersey at the Neuroscience Institute, and we were starting a support group for those with aphasia, and speech was. That are you? Do you also work with those that are dealing with aphasia?
1: Yes, every day I see people with aphasia that 's probably one of the biggest groups I see and um, the support group model where you can come together with other people who are going through aphasia and their family members is such a valuable tool. I recommend it to all my patients
0: that 's awesome yeah i, I especially it 's so heartbreaking for me when i' when i 've been at the research center. I would have um, persons with frontal temporal lobe dementia, you know, FTD, Pick's disease, and they tend to, you know, aphasia comes with it later in the disease process. And trying to get the words out, it was just, it would just be so debilitating for them. But I know, you know, a couple of people who got to, to have the therapeutic outlets and working with the people. And one of the things they were saying was they needed just to practice learning to calm down because they would get so frustrated, it would only heighten.
1: Yes, and I guess maybe we'll take a step back for maybe listeners who don't know what aphasia is. It's a language disorder that can happen after a brain injury, and it, it ends up kind of manifesting in a way that you know what you want to say, but you just can't get the word out. And maybe a word will come out that's similar or sound a little bit different, but it's it can be a challenging language disorder that's very, very common with certain types of strokes, particularly on the left side of the brain. Um, but you're absolutely right. The frustration is so prevalent. It's so... You can just really feel it when someone is stuck with, oh, they can't think of the word. And then the more anxious or angry or frustrated they feel, it often gets harder. So, yeah, learning how to keep the, you know, staying calm. Sometimes I'll tell people just we're going to take a breath and then pause and try to proceed again. And people can have a lot of success just trying to calm down their body a little bit before they keep trying to communicate.
0: It leads into what you're also doing with exercise. Absolutely. how did you so how did you know when I was looking at your your website is is first and I will say it at the end as well but I really think p- anybody listening to this needs to check out this website. So can what can you give your website address for listeners right now?
1: Sure. So the company is called Cardio Melon. It's one word and the website is www.cardiomelon which is spelled C A R D I O M E L O N. Dot com and um, the website has um, information about kind of you know why why should we work on our brains as we get older why should we do physical exercise and it offers people a chance to sign up to get weekly um, videos or they can access them on a weekly basis or every day however often they want and the fitness videos are really unique in that they've been designed first of all specifically for adults over 50. so the exercises have been created by personal trainers who have specialty experience working with adults over 50. and then what makes it really different is that while you're exercising you are given visual prompts and you hear auditory prompts to challenge your brain So for example, you'll be marching in place. And then once you kind of get into the exercise, uh, you'll get a prompt to start doing some basic math, like simple multiplication or simple addition. Or you'll get a task like here's a bunch of letters, they're all scrambled up, can you figure out what the word is, while you're doing your squats. And so it really presents a positive challenge for the brain in that you're multitasking. So you're trying to do more than one thing at once. And none of the exercises are going to be so challenging that you can't do them both at the same time. But the cumulative effect is you get this really stimulating workout where your body and your brain are working for the entire time, so that you can keep your brain strong and your body strong with, with one exercise, essentially.
0: That's, yeah. And that makes total sense. It's funny. It's like, it's like, I never heard of, you know, when I looked at your website and I'm just thinking I have never heard of this concept. And of course this, this makes complete sense. And how did, how did you get led into starting your company? Like what, what clients or what exactly were you finding were you doing both work or how, how did this come to fruition?
1: Yeah. So, Angel, I'm sure you've seen and heard lots of advertisements for like brain training games or um, websites you can log into and you end up kind of like clicking a mouse to, and they say, you know, make your memory stronger or make your attention skills stronger. And it's a lot of it's they're, they're very much like you sit and you do a computer game. And what I found is that a lot of my patients who were coming in and some of these were just people who were having normal aging related like memory change or word finding change, but they were very frustrated by it and they wanted to do something. And so they'd say, what website should I sign up for? What's the best app? And I kept finding myself saying, you know, if you just sign up for one of those apps, but you also do not exercise, you're not going Mm -hmm. to protect your brain health the way you could be. And it was a message that wasn't really connecting. And I thought, is it because people don't wanna do more than one thing? Like if they're like, I'm gonna exercise today, they're either picking their body or their brain. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was one tool where they could just, you know, you bring them in with the the brain exercise, but then while they're exercising their brain, they're also moving their body. And as I kept kind of thinking of this idea, I was like, how would this work? Is, is it safe for people to exercise and, you know, confuse their brains at the same time? And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. I'm like, I think I could do this. I think I could make this happen. And as I researched it, I found there's nothing else out there that really does it. And even just general general, you know, fitness programs for older adults before COVID, there weren't a ton out there for people who just wanted to work on balance or just want to, they're really concerned about stability or endurance. They're not looking for like a, you know, get super strong or get that beach body. That's not their fitness goal. It's, I want to be mobile. I want to be independent. So it seemed like there was a little bit of a gap, even just in exercise options online. And then there was really nothing that got the body moving and also worked the brain at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's true. I mean, and lifestyle is a big factor. It's not, you know, nothing's preventable. Life happens and, you know, and there's genetics and things do happen, but it does have quality of life, you know, especially as we age and you're dealing like with the balance issues with frailty and heart disease and, you know, and dementia and all these things that, you know, can be helped when you're engaging and I just think you know and it is there's, there's so many things there's so many out p- people in places that you know want to do what you exactly are saying you're just sitting down idle working on these memory types of outlets and cognitive types of activities but you're just idle mm-hmm. so I have you been research or are you planning on doing any like any kind of research studies in, in what you're doing
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you asked that. I actually am um, working to try to partner with someone here at the University of Minnesota right now to run um, a research study on whether we can show there's an impact of this program. So it's so new. We don't have data yet. Right now Mm -hmm. I'm collecting surveys from um, some volunteers um, who are kind of rating, you know, how independent they are with cognitive tasks and then also physical tasks before they start. And then three months later, we're going to do a post kind of like an exit survey to see if they feel that they've improved in any of those areas so that's the first way we're going to start measuring but I'd really love to collect more data and uh, do a more robust study so I'm trying to find someone to partner with right now but there is research um, out of um, there's a a university in Belgium Belgium pardon me and in the UK there was kind of a, a Collaborative study where they were looking at what happens when people do physical exercise at the same time that they do cognitive tasks. And two studies came out in the last like three years, and both of them indicated that when you pair physical activity with cognitive exercise, you can make greater gains than if you just do cognition alone. So there is evidence in a, in a, um, a research study that was uh, put out a couple of years ago, but it's, it's, the, it's limited evidence and it's kind of newer data too.
0: Yeah, no, I I remember as you're speaking, I remember a few years ago, something came out um, in our school systems here in our country, Um, they were putting students on um, stationary bikes. Ah. So they're riding bikes as they were in the classroom, and then they were testing, like doing their testing, like were people, were they scoring better on the scores, I remember, I remember that came out a few years ago. It was, um, but it was an interesting, yeah. And in, it's interesting. How has the, so you're, you know, you started earlier this year. How has the response level been
1: it's been really positive. Um, we're we're a small company, and as I mentioned, I, I do have a full time position in a rehab role already, so I can't commit all my time to this. So we're kind of growing at a slow pace, but that's okay for where I am in my life right now. But um, we've gotten a lot of interest here in Minnesota. But we, I mean, this this program is virtual, so you can do it anywhere in the country. And the feedback I've been getting is really really fun, where people tell me like, this is fun, and this this helps distract me from exercise. So they kind of, for for the type of person who does exercise because they know they have to do it, it's a nice distraction, they say, to do the brain exercises and then it feels like the workout gets done faster. Um, Other people, I have a lot of speech therapists actually who have signed up. Um, And so I don't know if it's just uh, how we kind of love a brain challenge or something, but um, I've gotten really positive feedback from other speech therapists who are, you know, maybe over age 45 or 50 who have signed up and enjoy using the program. And then it's been really nice because I was trying to be very mindful about making it accessible for a wide range of users. And I've got members who are in their 40s and members who are in their 80s. And um, they've Mm. told me, you know, with the modifications in each workout, the fitness instructor will say, like, if you have a bad hip, you could try modifying this way. We're always giving modifications to support a wide variety of users. And the members have told me that they really appreciate that. And that's very helpful.
0: That's great. It it looks like you have a really good team of people. I was pretty with the trainers and your instructors. Yeah, these
1: are all people here in the Twin Cities in St. Paul, Minnesota, and they are the nicest people. They were all so happy to help out when I told them this wacky idea to (laughs) have them lead exercises while I add cognition uh, tasks on top. So I feel very, very fortunate to work with them. And they're very interesting people too. Um, One of our trainers is named JT, and he is a former pro football player and a former pro wrestler who now is a personal uh, fitness trainer here in St. Paul, and he is so fun to work with. And um, my other trainers, one of them does a lot of work with the um, like a Monarch Butterfly Commission, and um, some have started additional businesses. They're just a very interesting group of people. Even our newest trainer who leads a seated workout named Amy, um, she had a brain tumor, actually. She's a brain tumor survivor. And so this is a really meaningful project for her because she's lived through what it's like to have aphasia. And she was quite young when that happened. So um, it's really wonderful to have her on our team. She's got a really fascinating story.
0: Wow, that is, yeah, I would especially think that would be very empowering. Have you yourself, like as you're engaging in an exercise yourself, like, um, well, I'm assuming that you do. (laughs) I'm assuming that you're, that you engage in lifestyle and exercising. Um, Have you, have you noticed any differences in your cognition and your energy?
1: You know, (laughs) I think if you talk to anyone who's started a business, they'll tell you it's exhausting. So I cannot say that I'm the best model for, for what I think is my, my health goal. But I, I do, I'm so mindful of it. And whenever I notice that I'm falling into a bad behavior, like I'm not getting enough sleep, um, or I'm not getting enough exercise, I have to tell myself, you know, you have to practice what you preach and go to bed, or, you know, get your body moving, even if you only have 10 minutes during your lunch break, get out there and get moving because this is going to pay off in 30 years and that's kind of a hard thing for people to think about a lot of people tell me like oh I should I should give this to my my grandmother or my mother and I think you know if you're over 40 this could be helpful for you because we know that the brain does start to atrophy really I mean much earlier than I think most people realize starting in the 40s and the 50s and so brain health should not be something we put off until we're in our 80s it needs to happen and, and be an active choice earlier on
0: yes exactly and your program i i couldn't believe like how reasonable and affordable your, your programs are.
1: I did that very intentionally. I mean, having, I work with people every day and I know that they struggle with living on a limited income if people are getting just like social security income. Um, So I was very intentional in saying this needs to be accessible and I need to keep the price as low as I can so that as many people as possible can benefit. That's,
0: Thank you. You don't see that. I mean, as you know,
1: it's like this is big
0: business for a lot of people who just want to sell you something. And, you know, kind of the wheelers and dealers out there. But it's like when I was looking methodical and what, what what you're doing and when I saw what you were charging, which is minimal, I was just like, how is she doing this? It was just very commendable um, and conscientious of you. So you don't see that a whole lot. Thank, so you. thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Well, what are um, what are things that so for yourself? You know, you are running this business. You're working full time. Getting to you personally, are you? Um, what are things that you do creative? You know, this my podcast is all about aging well and your um, business. What are things that you do? Things that you do personally for yourself.
1: Yeah, I love art, and I love music. Um, I have small children right now, so it's kind of, I'm going through like a rebirth, I would say, we finger paint, and we get out paint quite a bit in our house because they're doing it, and if I'm feeling stressed out, I'll be like, yeah, hand me that paintbrush. I'll do it with you, and um, we just we just uh, it got a piano. It was like a, a used piano, but it's a lot of fun to just kind of pound on that thing with the kids and have fun, even though we're we all don't really know what we're doing. Um, I do love being outside. I find it so uh, energizing to go hiking. Even here in Minnesota, it gets brutally cold in the winter, but we as a family are very committed to being outside on the weekend and getting fresh air, whether we're walking the dog or going sledding. And I promise myself I'm going to try cross-country skiing this year. So that's just trying to stay active with the time I have. Um, you know, yeah. I, my day is so full, but um, I really value those those little breaks where I can listen to some music, try to do a little art with my kids, um, whatever kind of brings my soul a little bit of peace in a very, very busy day.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah, I, I know. I notice it's, it's just very common. It's, you know, those of us that are working all these different things and kind of you know, talking about the importance of lifestyle factors and work, you're, you know, you're deep in it and then you're, for, you know, for ourselves, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I
1: have me. I gotta take care. <laughs> my yeah. husband likes to remind me that um, my boss needs to be kind to her employee. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, remember who your boss is and she should be a good boss and be kind to herself. <laughs> so it's always a good was- reminder.
0: Yes, and that and it's also awesome that you're playing. Getting even though you were, you know, you're being this creative mother, you're also getting in touch with your inner child. Too. Absolutely, you know, creativity and playing, and that's the key thing is playing and having fun. And um, so with and COVID, it's just really kind of destroyed so much life right now. As you know, we're trying to, you know, our numbers are spiking, and you know they're they're showing some promising, um, Like Pfizer with their vaccines, they're showing some promise now, but we still have a long road mm-hmm. ahead. In terms of what virtually um, are you seeing an increase of volume and interest? Because you know, especially with older adults who are just stuck, they can't get home. Facilities, are, you know, really are have their hands tied. So yeah. I'm wondering how if you're able to reach some of the facilities in your area or among.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, we've been trying really hard to reach out to those groups. A lot of them were, um, had. you're right, they weren't able to bring people in. They'd have these kind of music specialists or fit, physical fitness specialists who were coming in and all of that had to stop because of the pandemic. So we've worked really hard to reach out to those places. And I think um, in some ways, the, a lot of those facilities were also very, very overwhelmed, where even, you know, trying to replace was overwhelming because they were working so hard to protect the health of the people who live there that it felt like fitness kind of got put a little bit on the back burner um, when they were canceling programs. But I am seeing a new uptick. And I especially think toward the end of the year and going into January, when people are thinking about personal health goals, as we kind of renew our vows to ourselves about what we're going to do in the next year, that um, I am seeing quite a bit more interest toward this part of the year. And also, you know, when the weather was nicer, people were outside a bit more. So um, I do think as the weather changes, and especially in northern climates where it's Colder, that we might find uh, quite a few more people getting engaged and signing up.
0: Awesome. So, are, are do you have like are they pre-recorded videos or is it like Peloton, like or? You doing live? How how, how does this work exactly?
1: They're all pre-recorded. So if you, there's two membership options. There's a basic membership that lets you access three videos a week. And so when you log in, you can pick any of the three or all three of them, whatever you'd like to do, and you do them whenever you want. So there's no, you know, start time, end time. You just pick which one you want to do and you can click on it and then you get to watch it right away. If you do an advanced membership, which costs a little bit more, but is still very reasonable, um, you can see the entire library, So every video that's ever been made. And if there's a particular instructor you really like or a particular intensity level, they all have labels on them so you can decide what you'd like to do or do them all and then just have access to everything new and I'm creating new videos every single week so the content is always being updated.
0: That was going to be my next question. That's awesome. Um, So it's kind of like this on demand. That's, that's, that's just amazing. I, like I said, I, this is just a very cool program. And again, for listeners out there, I highly encourage you to check out this, what, you know, check out the website. It's, you know, www.cardiomelon.com. Just a wealth of really great information. It's very user friendly. And um, Allison, I wish you all the best in your pursuits, and hope that you know, especially during this is a perfect time too for people to really get involved and start paying attention. We're an aging population. Our elder, you know, old, we're growing old every day, and you know, we need to start. We're living longer, so we need to, you know, that mind body is 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 exactly right on. So.
1: Absolutely. And with like the holidays, I've been telling people, you know, this could be a good gift for someone if you know someone in your life that you care about who is very isolated right now, or might be missing their physical fitness routine. um, This would be a great gift for someone because it it, gifting is challenging in COVID times too, you know, you you aren't going to be seeing people, you might have to give something from a distance. So this could be a really meaningful way to say you care about their health, and um, you want them to take care of themselves too.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, thank you Great. so much for being on the show. And this has just been a pleasure to talk to you and learn more about your background and the things that you're doing. And you know, I'm I'm not one of those like pill push pill pusher people on my <laughs> listeners, but I really you know, this is, it fits right into the category of creative aging. And that's exactly what this is. So we're living longer and we need to exercise our spirits, our minds, and our bodies. And Cardio Melon definitely fits into this category. So Allison, thank you. And best of wishes Thank to you, you, Angela.
1: It's been so much fun talking with you. And thank you for all that you do.
0: Thank you. Okay. So listeners, stay tuned for our next segment coming up next week. And in the meantime, stay creative. Stay engaged. Stay positive.